Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
How you doing, people? Welcome. This is Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, May the 23rd, 8.34 p.m. Thank you so much. Drop us a like. Subscribe to the channel. This is For the City Beautiful. We're here. Uh, we wish it could be better news. Uh, I think uh, an eventful couple of hours for the city of Orlando. Uh, Orlando versus everybody uh, is the title of the show today. And we couldn't be any far from the truth. Um, I'm just going to start. Uh, and before I give the mic to Dave and to um, Paola, I'm going to go ahead and just say something real quick. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to our channels, um, our social media. It's huge for us as, a, as an outlet. Um, drop us a like at um, LPO Podcast on Twitter. Uh, subscribe, follow us. Also, we're live on Facebook at Loud and Proud Orlando on Facebook. Also, live on our YouTube channel. We're really close to 400 subs. Let's get to that 400 mark. I think we're only 20 away. So, if you know people that are fellow Orlando fans, um, have them subscribe to our channel. The best content possible for the city beautiful. Click on the notification bell. Uh, subscribe for all notifications so you get the alert every time that we're live. Um, so thank you so much for all the support that we're getting, all the messages, all the retweets, the likes, the Instagram postings, all of that. Thank you so much to everybody and everybody that's watching too. Uh, first and foremost, um, disgraceful. I'm going to start with that. It was um, a, a utter disgrace. I said it on Twitter. The United States is going to host a World Cup in 2026. Pro referees, and you know they can go ahead and do whatever they want. You know, my name is Luis Carlos Pineda. Um, you cannot officiate uh, World Cup matches with that level of incompetence. Um, if if the MLS, if Don Garver is is, is watching, <laughs> which which we don't know, but if if he ever does, uh, sir. Um, if the United States and the MLS wants to look the way the United States and, and the MLS deserves to be looked outside of the United States, you cannot do it with subpar officiating like what happened um, in Austin. Um, I've been to Austin. I have friends in Austin. Uh, I actually like the city. It reminds me a lot of Orlando, believe it or not. But... Uh, and I was hoping this was going to be a – I expected more from Austin, honestly, in the first half. I thought Austin was going to come out and hit us right in the, in the jaw. Uh, we have exciting young players uh, coming from the Russian League and everything like that. And uh, the, all, the pancake flipped, and it was Orlando City who took over, and they dominated the game in the first half completely. Uh, it was, it, they silenced Q2 Stadium completely. Um, with all their fans, with Matthew McConaughey, with a stupid hat, um, it, Orlando shut them up. And uh, what happened in the second half was just an utter disgrace. Um, and, we'll, and we'll dive in, but uh, I'm going to give the, the mic to Dave. And then uh, Dave, once you introduce, you just give it to, to Paolo, okay? Absolutely. Well, happy Monday. I hope everybody had a, a good weekend, a productive weekend, a weekend of graduations. Uh, so congratulations to everybody that uh, is achieving that goal. My oldest son, David, uh, just uh, graduated middle school. So my wife and I are super excited. Uh, I want lace ahead. Uh, and uh, 
we went to a friend's, uh, his son was graduating high school, so they had a party. So this, this weekend was about achievements. And Orlando City almost got one. So uh, obviously we're going to be talking about that. Uh, super disgraceful. As you can see, I got my Orlando versus Todo Mundo uh, shirt. I, I have to say it doesn't surprise me anymore when these situations happen. Like Luis said, it takes away from the product. Uh, our friends that are outside the United States already said so. Um, our CEO, Jared Dillon, was at Q2 Stadium. Got to witness it live. Uh, same with uh, our good friend, uh, Ricardo Moreira, uh, Luis Musi, uh, alongside basically all the staff uh, for Orlando City, uh, expressed themselves uh, with anger, disbelief. But uh, my friends, we have been here before, and I don't think things will get better as long as we have uh, pro. So with that, I give the microphone to our friend Paola. Thank you, David. Um, happy Monday, as David said. Uh, big shout out to my niece that she graduated from eighth grade back home in Puerto Rico, too. Um, there you go. So big point, right, against the referee, because I'm not going <laughs> to go into the details. Um, like Luis said, we, we hit them in the face in the first half. We rid them well. We were diving in through the lines. We scored. We were attacking. We were, like, doing pressure. I was impressed. I was like, I like this Orlando. This is this is why we are, like, in top right now. Um, we, we lost it, right, after that. Uh, Rodrigo, um, unfortunately, uh, red card. And that's the truth. I'm not gonna go because we're probably gonna talk about it in the in in future in the podcast. But um, yeah, uh, it is what it is, and we move on. And I'm just thinking about the future. I'm just thinking about Wednesday. So, um, and and just to add to what Paula said, um, Orlando should have ended the first half for the nil. Mm -hmm. Orlando had the capability, and they were and Oscar Pereja won the tactical manager award of the first half against Wolf completely dismantled his team mentally Urso could have gone one in the net before the end of the half. There was two goals that Orlando missed that it could have ended worse for Austin. And even if they would have gone that corner, that should have never been a corner, which we're going to dive in into it because, you know, the, you know, if Orlando would have scored those two goals, we would have not been talking about a loss. We would have been talking about, oh, how they came close. They 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 try to rob us the game and ha, ha, ha. We still won. Right. Um, nothing to. And, and again, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that is going to be making fun of the fans or or anything like that for Austin. All I'm going to say is. Um, it, it, it's something very, very, it, it's a statistic that is just, you know, and they will go into it too. It's this right here. I mean, and uh, when I show this to now, as people know, I cover the, I have another show. I have another outlet called Ladre del Fútbol. And uh, 
is in Spanish and we cover South American, Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, Peruvian League. Um, and we talk about, you know, everything in Spanish. And so I had to, I get to talk with a lot of journalists, a lot of colleagues from all over the world. And, and obviously when I show them this statistic, I mean, the scale is just tipped to Austin completely. Right. And uh, it is, it, you cannot, dis, you know, you cannot argue with, with this statistic that you can see in the screen right now. And not only that, but the, the level of incompetence on, okay. The Schlegel, uh, you know, shot. If Drusy would have tried that in 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 another country, it probably a ref wouldn't fall for it, you know, because he deliberately did it. But either way, okay, I'll give it to him. Fine, okay. Red card, second yellow red card. Okay, fine. But um, the the freaking red card for um, Araujo. I think. I mean, if, if we become, uh, you know, you better call it soul, right? And and we become lawyers, we can definitely assess and say he was maybe trying to, you know, stretch his leg because it was it was a fast play, right? And making sure he doesn't get injured and it looked like he kicked him, right? Or he tried to kick them and he deserved the red card, right? So you can give him the benefit of the doubt to the ref on that. But you cannot give the benefit of the doubt at all to the ref and you can just definitely tell it's on the corner because that corner was a goal kick for Orlando city. It was not a corner kick and it is on film and everybody that I've talked to has seen it and they all come to the same conclusion. That is there's no effing way that that is good officiating that that deserves that, 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 that is to the level of what this league has been accomplished in the past few years. I think we're doing the league a disservice. And Orlando City always gets the, the shorter end of the stick. But look at this, Dave. And I, and, I, and I pass the mic to you. 15 fouls. Zero, <laughs> zero red cards. Right? Eight to Orlando City. Three yellows, two reds. What do you say about that, Dave? Well, there's there's a a uh, term in Spanish called localista. You know, the, the localist. It's basically uh, those are the decisions that the ref uh, does simply because the fans are booing, right? That's the advantage of playing at home. You know, you influence the outcome. Like Luis said. Uh, after those two goals, that place went quiet. There were nothing. Quiet. Quiet, quiet, quiet. We took away the fans. Once you take away the fans, that's it. They were in desperation mode. I um, I watched the uh, latest episode from our friends at OC uh, Fan TV where they said, okay, the 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 car the red cars let's let's say they are all legit. At the end of the day, the ref granted a corner that should have never been. For those that are new to the sport of soccer or football, this is dangerous because all they had to do was the two man advantage they had put it on the second post. And if you look, 
uh, there was only one player covering two players in that on that play, and that was um, Kyle Smith. He had to pick one. Unfortunately, the ball went to the one that was not covered, and boom, they scored. Corner kicks when you have man advantages are critical because they always go the same way. They're going to go for that second post, obviously, because you cannot cover everybody. Once the red cards came, our attack ceased to exist. Zero. Nothing. We never went back to our attacking side. And, of course, you're going to make Oscar Pareja make the perfect substitutions. I think the players yeah, that we brought in. I agree. That really the players that we brought in are, are they, eat the, they eat defense for breakfast. Uh, Kyle Smith, uh, Tesha Kindela, who, in my opinion, had a great game under the circumstances. Um, and uh, Sebas Mendes. And I know I'm forgetting a few other guys, but basically we made defensive moves to preserve the uh, the result because, my friends, we were not scoring a goal. <laughs> that was not happening. We were not scoring a goal. We just had to uh, receive this, this, this attack, relentless attack. And I just want to tell you guys this. Um, the uh, um, Austin had to play against 10 men for nine minutes and 26 minutes against nine men. That speaks volumes of our character. We almost pulled it off. We almost pulled it off. Yeah, no, no uh, we, we pulled it off, uh, Dave. We no, no, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, you know and, and, and you know, we pulled it off, but honestly, like, uh, we pulled it off. Mm -hmm. There was going to be a, a win in, in such high, uh, so it was going to put us in the sugar high levels. Yeah, of of of, of ecstasy. And right? to finish to finish this, so I can give the microphone to Paola. So, uh, in the end, um, if you look at the key events of the game, fifty eighth minute yellow to Schlegel, which translates into the free kick, which my friends. You can look at the film and you can see that the, the uh, Austin uh, player deliberately picks Ro Rodrigo Schlegel. In retrospect, I would have I would have taken Rodrigo Schlegel from the from the barrier. I probably would have put him on on, on on the ground. Neither here or there. But I mean, they picked him. You can see that he's kicking straight to his arm, and the ref fell for it. 60th minute, uh, PK. Obviously, they convert, and at that moment, the game uh, ran away from our hands. You can get mad at the situation with um, with uh, Cesar Araujo. Uh, you know, I, I I wasn't there running for ninety minutes. I, I in my opinion, was a bad decision on his part. <clears throat> but I don't think he makes contact. But again, uh, Alex Frank, who is a former um, New York City. Uh, player, Absolutely. a dirty player in my book. I hate dirty players with a passion. Dirty, this guy. It's not the <clears throat> excuse me. It's not the first time he pulls this off. And and I finish with this. The fact of the matter is, is that the the uh, the ref inserted himself into the game and changed the outcome by not refereeing correctly. The talking heads of MLS said the two yellow cards were his at his discretion. For uh, and and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna shock you with this. The red given to Araujo could have been a yellow. Why? 
because the ref would have known that sending Orlando City to a nine-man uh, team was definitely going to give the game to the opposition. And he chose to give a straight red. That's it. Paola? I thought that it was going to be a yellow. My my opinion. Um, first, I was like, please give us a yellow. We already have a red. But then I saw when he was reaching his back, I was like, oh, no, he's playing Uno cards. I always said when a referee is reaching with um, – he doesn't give in the first half um, right. yellow cards or red cards, whatever <laughs> – He's playing Uno cards in the second um, half. That's what I call it personally. Um, we lost it, right? On on when Rodri got that yellow, unfortunately, yellow card the second time. Um, and and it's naturally right because it was unfair. We talk, we just talk about it. And if I was part of the team and I'm I'm fan, I I, I would have been been mad and I would have lost it too in in the pitch. So, and Cesar probably, like like Luis said in the beginning, if I was an attorney, I would have been in the pitch. Like, what happened if he was stretching his leg? I don't know. So, he would have had a, a, a free kick from there and a yellow. Come on. We're already, like, 10 men. But you have it right there in the screen, this guy. Um But the soccer gods to help us a little bit. Um, in the beginning, uh, I don't know in the in, in what minute was, but Austin was almost like this to score. Uh, they yeah, got they hit a, the post. A, they, the they the post. Yeah, yeah, they hit the so, post. So I yeah, was like, was... ooh. But at the same sure. time, like we said, we were gonna be four zero. So it hurts my my soul that we didn't had four zero but the pass is in the past already i already passed that page because we cannot change the outcome unfortunately That's right and it hurts because the soccer is not be because of this right and i i i feel that um mls needs to review this um it, it cannot be like this in the future They need to do something, and look, it's, people, it's not the first time. Yeah, I mean, look, look, people make mistakes, and uh, you know, people make mistakes. You know, in any job, you know, you could be the best surgeon in the world. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have a bad day at work one day, right? Um, I could definitely understand a bad day for some referees, even some of the best in the world officiating. They have a terrible, terrible game. It's but but this guy I think he has a track record of 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 I mean I, I wish I could curse but like of of, of trickery right uh, with five losses three draws with him right, for right. Orlando City exactly so so you know Cesar Araujo I could definitely tell he saw himself he said ah, crap. You know, I, I think I might have definitely, you know, done something. You could tell in his face. He caught but, himself. You know, but the thing is, the thing is, when you have a referee that has no personality, because he has no personality, he he, he was pressured. And, and now, and to tell you guys, 
I did not see the Lion Nation. You know, I want to say hello to Miguel Gallardo. He's probably uh, resting right now, probably watching also. I didn't watch the Lion Nation um, broadcast. I saw the ESPN one. And that was uh, and that was disgraceful as it, as it seems. But within the the ESPN one, you could see the fan sections, right? And you could see the fans literally yelling at him, too, and showing red cards. Like they had, they they they, they have red cards. They're showing red cards like this. Like oh, blah, blah. so I don't know if you know. You can definitely make the assumption. I mean, just look at his track record. That he definitely maybe felt a little pressure from from the crowd and he just was like you know uh, i think this is a red he went and checked it and you know either way you can make definitely the case that maybe you know uh araujo stretched his leg he didn't mean to touch him maybe he to me i, I didn't see a contact they said they it hit him where it hurts you know because ring went down and he 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 was like going like pulling the Neymar and another thing is Orlando City was so was defending in such great way being down one man that Austin's tactics which I've seen it in every other league that I've watched when a, a team it's cornered and desperate sometimes they go and result to easily you know Very oh, tricks Little contact, they throw themselves. Oh, oh my god, oh, they go on the floor, they roll on the floor. I want to say hello to Neymar, right? You know, little the, the minimal contact they throw. So, Austin was doing that, they were trying to fish for a penalty, which look anybody would do, right? I, I could definitely give him that, right? Luis, 60 minutes with 11 men, they couldn't defeat exactly. Us. So they went down, and I, and I, I want to say something. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I want to say something. You're a man. I'm a man, and we have we have been kicked in 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 between the legs many times as kids, right? We're playing accidentally. Uh, you get kicked in the testicles. You're not stand, You're not getting up, Mister Ring, who looked like he was dead, like he had been yeah. uh, 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 he had been sterilized. By this kick. A 12-gauge. Right, exactly. It's, it, magically, once the red card goes through, he finds the energy to go trotting on the pitch like a little pony. I'm sorry. That's you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, the ref bought this BS hook and sinker completely. Swallow the whole thing. Uh, yeah. That's what frustrated me. I, so I just wanted to mention that, Luis, because, um, you know, facts are facts. If you're a man, and a, all the guys that are watching this, no, even even a slight kick like that, you you you'll be on on, on the ground for a little bit. Chances are they probably will take you to the sidelines. You, you may even throw up. If indeed he got kicked with the intensity that he claims that uh, Cesar hit him, and like I said, when, if you look at the video, once he knew that he was right, oh, I'm fine. Uh, magic spray. Let's go. Look, I'm going to say something too. And uh, just to give the mic then to, to Paola. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised the way some of the Austin media has covered this. Um, and uh, look, we're not going to change the outcome of the game. But I think, you know, when you're in this profession, you know, sometimes you have to call it like it is. And I understand, you know, I, I, I'm a, 
I cover Orlando City. I do it with a lot of passion. It's my city. Uh, I grew up in, in Orlando. I, I went to UCF. I'm, you know, I, I, everything that I've done is is within Orlando, Central Florida grounds. Um, and I, I could definitely understand the Austin. You know, they're saying, you know what, you know, we were better, blah blah blah. But this really upset me, you know, because they're saying, you know, I'm going to read it I'm, and I'm not going to s- cite the, the outlet or anything. But it's an outlet that I thought, you know, they were they were good friends of of uh, I thought of. And, and I was really surprised when, when they wrote this. It says Austin might have not gotten anything out of this match if not for Orlando's immaturity. Even before the first sending off, it was evident their patience has worn thin. The constant whining on the surrounding and berating of the official at every opportunity was disgraceful. Thanks for the free points. And then they go and they talk about how Musa Digite is like the next freaking Slatan Ibrahimovic. Cry me a freaking river, man. Musa Digite, I'm sorry, in any other league in the world, he's going to be carrying the balls carrying the cones, carrying the balls, opening the door for the actual team to walk in the pitch. I'm so Kid sorry. manager. And the and let's be, com, com, completely honest, like bluntly honest. You know, you know, Fagundes trying to fish Jensen, just like he's saying here, uh, Colin Garby has a great comment. And, and we'll read your comments in just a moment. But unbelievable what I just read from a, a fellow journalist. I, I just can't believe it. You know, um, I, I could give them and I give the mic to Paula right now. Give you the first two. Okay. Red cards. Fine. We were holding down the fort with nine men. Like this was going to be Orlando's W. One of the biggest W's of what it meant to play there in front of a sold, almost sold out crowd with Matthew McConaughey looking like a, like an idiot. Right. And then, you know, going to Miami, well, no, not going to Miami, but playing Miami for a U.S. Open Cup and possibly, you know, mentally being sharp, sharp as a knife, the sharpest knife you can have. And I think um, now the only thing we can do is just breathe in and just move on, right, Paola? Prove so them really wrong. Else we can do. Pro- prove the league wrong. That's what we can do. And prove what we can we are built of right and i don't know man um i'm upset still right um because like you said we were nine against 11 and it it was gonna be in a chain of game for austin and i was gonna i was like ooh, this is gonna be like two one we're gonna we're gonna win (laughs) i was gonna I, i was gonna be like Oh, I'm gonna be pumped for tomorrow's podcast, cause th- and then that corner kick, because that was unfair, and every like a I I think a 12 year old or not a, even a 12 year old like for from 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 way behind like I think my little neighbor can can see that replay and I can ask him he's like five year old I can say hey this this is our Orlando City ball or no and he can say yes that's our Orlando City ball so it's it's just unfair. So um, I don't know. We can just 
proved the league wrong on Wednesday. I'm super pumped. Um, I'm just, and and I like what Oscar said to to Gabby after the game because he hold himself. Because if I was the coach, because you you have to hold on. A lot of emotions are after this game, right? And we we saw it after like Carl Smith. He went to the ref. Everybody from the from the bench went to the referees, which is fine because a lot of emotions, unfairness went through through the through the players and everything. And he hold off. He hold off of the comments and he said, I'm not gonna say anything because he's probably gonna be fined by the league. So kudos for him um about his comments. I would have done the same or probably worse. I would have been saying trashy stuff probably i don't know i don't know about you luis um well well i mean just to close this and then give the mic to david uh, honestly i mean i was there when it was a post press conference um mm -hmm. i had uh i mean it was a, it, it was a it was a really eventful night for me because i had to cover two games at the same time uh mm -hmm. it was it was the first time in a long time that that has happened i think uh, the prides game was delayed uh, i wasn't able to attend because i had a family get together I haven't seen my, my family in a while and and it was something that we were planning for the longest time but either way I, I had time to escape and just kind of watch e e both games and, and, and be on point and um you know first time I, I i mean i've covered the team almost two years and uh be honest with you um i've never seen this man so upset visibly visibly upset He's really good at saying the right things at the right time. But in this case, th this press conference, and I could definitely sense it, he was he was extremely upset. I mean, you know, sometimes you get so angry you just want to, you know, punch something, right? I mean, I mean, you can definitely sense his frustration from, you know, and uh, I'm going to read some of the quotes he said, uh, and I'm going to also add, he ended, and, and this never happens, but it ended. he ended the press conference early. And that, to me personally, it's the first that has happened with this man at the, at, at the mic. First, first time. And you can tell. You know, you can tell the reason why. You know, because unfortunately we have these this laws that, you know, um, somebody that has lived played and worked for the betterment of the sport in this country. And I'm saying him because the FC Dallas, the FC Dallas Academy, it's proof whether people want to see it or not. And he probably is not going to admit it. Right. He should be, he should not never, no one should be fine for saying it how it is, in my opinion. And maybe people will take, what he says, if he says it the way he wants to say it, even twice as serious because of what he has accomplished in this league. So, so um, Oscar Pereja, which my hat's off because containing a team in, in nine, nine versus 11, you know, 60 minutes playing like that, it's, it's tough. Not a lot of teams can pull it off. But he says... First, just allow me to recognize the effort of the players today, trying to overcome all those things that happened, especially in the end and the second half. I guess we have to take it. 
We played a very good game until this until these things came. Very smart play by the players with a lot of intensity and a lot of discipline. And then I added uh, when you know he Erjan Kara was there too. He spoke and um, he said that corner. And this is when this is the last thing after he after the press conference, his side of the press conference stopped unexpectedly. Um, the corner that was given to Austin FC was incredible. It was clearly our ball, you know, and then he grabbed his face and then he was visibly upset. You know, I mean, you, you can definitely tell now, obviously I don't have the footage. Uh, I'm not allowed to put the footage. No, I'm, unfortunately I can't, I'm not permitted to, and I'm going to say it completely bluntly, but um, I mean, I wish people would have seen it. And uh, I mean, it was it, it was the first time that I see him like this upset. And I, I totally understand. And then the game with Austin is over. This is what Erjan Kara said. The game with Austin is over. Now we have to focus on winning the Derby against Inter Miami for the Open Cup. So and another thing, I'm going to definitely praise and you can see a leader you know, when somebody says I'm a leader, you know, it could be just words. But leaders do it with actions. And I think when his staff was so irate that they were coming to Mr. Dickerson, right? Right? D-I-C-K. They're going to Mr. Dickerson to, to confront him. He pushed them away. He said, hey, don't get dirty, man. Let's go. Let's go. Kyle Smith as well. So that level of unity in that team. I mean, he's the leader of the locker room right there. I mean, I mean, you can definitely tell he's the leader of, 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 of Orlando City soccer operations. Aside of Luis Musi, he, he, he is the man. You know, and uh, to me, that's great. That's something to definitely speak highly of because I would have also probably lost my cool. And he maintained with the triple C's. And you can tell he, try, you know, he was trying to like turn Super Saiyan, and he was really close, but uh, he did not. And so my hats off for Oscar Pereja and all his staff. And you know, there's no time to flinch because we have Inter Miami, right, David? No, absolutely. Before going to that, I would like for you to read the comments of our yeah, sure. listeners or viewers. This is Ahmed Salim. Yes, that following Jensen was a joke. And actually funny to watch. Colin Garvey, Diego Fagundes trying to bait Jansen was pathetic. That's right. And horrible heart on the back. I'm so sorry. Probably I just said completely unsensitive things. But, I mean, I wouldn't cut my hair like that. Colin Garvey, I don't know how a team can foul 15 times without at least one persistent infringement yellow. I completely agree. I mean, that is, he's never seen before. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's Jim D. Araujo should have made that count. If you're going to get a red, get a red. Nobody mentions a no-call Austin handball before Schlegel. So messed up. There you go. Colin Garvey. Funny thing was, we ended up with more shots on goal than Austin. We did. That's sure. true. Matthew, so mad about the last corner. It was supposed to be a goal kick. That's right. You know, I met Salim, but we did have... 
we did still have some missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah, we did. We 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 should have scored. I mean, look, if we would have scored those two in the first half, Orlando would have won that game categorically. And then, you know, Musa Digite, the, the next Ronaldo of the world for Austin, because they were pandering. It was a pander fest. ESPN, disgusting pander fest. You know, when it comes to Musa Digite, like he's freaking Ronaldo. I'm I'm sorry. Never man. heard of him. That guy probably needs ID to get into his own house. Unbelievable. I met Salim. I think we truly show our ability. I'm I mean, this was supposedly the highest scoring in the MLS, and they couldn't win with a two-man advantage. I couldn't be more proud of the team. Yeah, same here, man. Same here. I mean, and uh it's definitely terrible that we're gonna lose Araujo and we're gonna lose uh, Rodrigo, but you know, we got Thomas Williams. And we got uh, Mendes. Mendes, yeah. You know, but I think they'll be they'll be eligible to play if anything, right? For a US Open Cup, right? Yeah. yeah the the whatever happens in either tournament does not. Yeah, it doesn't count. The then that's perfect. Then we're solid. I met Salim for a second. I thought Pro was trying to mess with the show. <laughs> and then Cody says live stream canceled. Oh, come on, man. And I said, no, you got canceled. You're about to get canceled. <laughs> well, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, um, and 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 to finish this because I'm a firm believer to never let a loss get to your heart and a win to your head. Um, it just bad day at the office. Uh, we got a point. We're third in the East. Last time I checked, um, you know that Austin undeservedly gets the point and the chest beating and all that. And, and, and Matthew gets to hang out with his Hollywood buddies and, and, and show them how, I mean, I would, I, personally, I would be embarrassed. I think uh, a lot of uh, Austin fans have shown the, the restraint of understanding that, uh, you know, they were handed the point that, that they did not deserve, that they had 30 minutes to liquidate us. With nine men, they failed to do so. So, uh, you know, next year when we play them here in Orlando, it's going to be 11 men and we're going to destroy them. That's it. That's it. If uh, we want to find positives, we, we, we can see that against great adversity, we can get something out of it. You know, we can, we can uh, in Spanish, you say, haciendo tripas, haciendo tripas, the tripas corazones, you know, making hearts out of guts. So that's right. that. You know, so that's 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 what happened. Football is cruel and unpredictable. I always tell you guys, it will make you cry of joy or anger. So, my friends, um, it's 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 water under the bridge, and uh, we're moving on to the uh, Open Cup. In my opinion, our best chance chance of winning a trophy this year. Uh, Inter Miami is coming to Exploria. Yeah? After a nil-nil result in Philadelphia and a two-nil uh, victory over Red Bulls at their house, uh, they have played two games: one in the middle of the week and uh, one on the weekend. Uh, plus, they have to travel to to us. Obviously, you know what's what's a, a, a four-hour distance. Nothing. Probably they're gonna fly to Orlando, and that's a twenty-minute flight. So, uh, the reality is is that um, they're coming to hit us with everything. Why, my friends? Because they know they are not going to make playoffs. They know that they are not going to win Open Cup, but they can go to their fans and say, hey, 
we knocked Orlando out of the tournament. So far, they have not been tested. Their two games have been against a USL championship team in Miami and a USL League One team in Tormenta. They have not been tested. And uh, I just don't think they are a good team. They are not, my friends. They are not a good team. And they have struggled. Okay, so they defeated Red Bulls. So what? We went to Austin, which is one of the most difficult places to play in this league. And if had it not been for the ref, today we'll be talking about uh, uh, a W. We defeated Philadelphia. Yes, they played their kids at the beginning. But you know what? Their kids are tough. <laughs> they're, they're very good. And with this, I give them the microphone to Paola. So at the end of the day, uh, this one is for pride, for nothing else but pride. And all this frustration, all this anger, we need to unleash it this Wednesday. Just like uh, Miguel, uh, Miguel Gallardo told people during the broadcast, if you want to win trophies, if you want to live silverware like we used to do in this town, you show up on Wednesday. He, he challenged the audience. If you want to be a winning team, this is how you do it. Wednesday, you show up. You don't make excuses. Oh, listen, Orange, uh, Orange County, the last day of school is Thursday. Uh, no, actually, it's Wednesday. Last day of school, so there's no school the following day. Let's go. Let's show up, my friends. Let's show up. Let's make this sacrifice. And I, I know a few of you live within an, over an hour from Orlando. I understand that. Some, sometimes things happen. But if you're in Orange County, if you're in Seminole County, you're in Osceola, you're in Lake, you got no excuse. We have Claremont. Claremont Grove, then. That's it. We have to show up. We have to show up and support our boys. Miami says that they're going to be sending hundreds of fans. They're going to take over <laughs> the stadium. Oh, jeez. The only thing they listen, the only thing they're going to be taking over is maybe 50 chairs in that little corner over there on the <laughs> south, uh, on the south uh, west side of the stadium. That's all they're going to be doing. They're going to be taking over 50 chairs. You're not going to hear them. They're probably going to leave their flags like they did the last time. They, they had so much fun getting getting their teeth kicked in. They forgot their flags. We have them, but they're not getting them back. And this time, you are not going to be able to try to defile Kingston. We're going to protect Kingston. We are not going to let you touch them. That's what's going to happen. Imagine, my friends, listen to this. Imagine... If we walk out of there with a victory, we move on in this tournament, $300,000 on the table. This is what Miguel told you guys last, uh, last night. $300,000 on the table, a trophy, CCL spot, and the cherry on top, sending these clowns back to where they belong, to that dumpster in Fort Lauderdale. I am so sick and tired. We spent a decade listening to these guys tell us that they were coming to MLS, they were bringing Messi, they were bringing Ronaldo, that David Beckham was going to make all their dreams come true. And then they staged this, um, this, uh, uh, this, this pictures of people turning in their Orlando shirts for Inter-Miami shirts, which is ridiculous. Because if you're a fan of Orlando City, you will never do that. And then, after doing all that, they came to our stadium, pour beer on people, attack women and children, attack our mascot. If somebody deserves, if you guys showed up for the, the rowdies, but you're not going to show up for these clowns, 
I don't know what to tell you. This is you know you you want you want football culture, you want soccer culture. You don't do it fighting people. You do it showing up to root your team to victory. This Wednesday, I want to I want to be so obnoxious, so unbearable <laughs> that my own mother will block me out of social media. Please, Orlando City, I know you're listening. If you can make this happen, do it. Do it. I'm going to be so incredible. I'm going to be extra. So extra annoying, I'm probably going to block myself. So, Paola, let's see uh, what uh, your thoughts about this Wednesday. There's no excuse as we talked about it last week. I worked super early the next day. I don't live nearby the, the, the stadium. So there's no excuses. So let's go and support the team. Also, we talked about it. I talked about it um, in the beginning of the podcast. This is the time to prove the league wrong. And I know that the boys are mad and they're going to get out in the pitch and score score early because Miami is going to go come in. Like you said, David, they're going to they're going to come. They're going to be mad as well. They're going to be like, oh, we just went to the Red Bulls in the road. And we're trying to get this U.S. Open Cup win over Orlando because we're going to prove them wrong. No. That's not going to happen. So I know that Oscar has already his tactics. I, he's probably right now looking at film of that Red Bulls game and Philadelphia game already, probably, and his coaching staff. I know that the boys are doing it as well. And I'm excited. I'm excited even though last night game because of what I saw in the first half last game is a championship winning team. So... I'm excited. I'm going to be annoying too, David. Probably in the office on Thursday, they're not going to, my team is not going to be like, oh, Paola, shut up already. Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to be wearing my other shirts of Orlando City because I'm going with my Orlando City shirt since the AM on Wednesday. So I'm going to be annoying too. So there's no, no excuses, people. Let's buy that $20 ticket. Let's go to the game. Yeah, um, be honest with you, uh, it's it's a must win for Orlando. I agree with Dave saying that is the only chance for Orlando City to get some. So, I mean, it's not the only chance. I mean, Orlando can definitely win the league. Um, but this is going to be something that we can definitely be proud of. And it will be huge for the city because it's a CCL spot, right? So, Motagua comunicaciones or whatever team can come over and to explore you and, 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 you know, and, and, and we can definitely build a soccer culture, right. Against teams that are not MLS teams that are teams from a different country. So th that's how you build a soccer culture. Right. So it's huge. The, we need to turn the page uh, with Austin and uh, focus on inter Miami. And so I'm going to mention a couple of players First, I'm going to put the, the 11 that started uh, against Philly. And um, I'm going to say a lot of their soccer comes through the right wing of the um, – well, yeah, uh, right wing of the pitch. Um, and I'm going to mention these three players here. So Gregor playing Bahia, he's a six. He's uh, very physically, you know, you know, he's pretty ripped, you know, 
very fast. The thing about Gregor is that when you pressure him and you do the high press on him, he loses the ball really fast. Bahia is not a good team in Brazil. I mean, let's be completely honest. And then uh, Mota, he's definitely, I think, uh, the one who's going to carry a lot of the the load on the on the right flank for for Inter Miami, in my opinion. Um, and you have uh, the Bulgarian Basilev. Well, he's Bulgarian-American, in my opinion. He's been playing actually pretty good for, for Inter-Miami. And then up at top, you have uh, Campana, right? The Ecuadorian international, uh, Leonardo Campana. He's been playing uh, really good. Uh, but again, Orlando has a back line. I think the superior back line than Inter-Miami. Uh, so, and if Rodrigo and Robin and Joao and Ruan are going to be a starting four out back, I think especially Robin can definitely contain Campana. Um, he is not the type of player that would generate a play by himself. He's going to need an assisting partner. Lewis Morgan is no longer in this team. That used to be the assisting partner for the nines. In, in Inter Miami. Now it's going, it's either Taylor or Vasilev, which, or, or Mota, if he goes up further and Vasilev retracts his, his steps and defends more. They can switch positions essentially. Um, now, when it comes to the last game they play against the Red Bulls, there you go. Um, similar. It's a 4-2-3-1. This is Orlando's system, right? And DeAndre Jedlin, obviously. Um, and now this kid right here, this goalkeeper they have, Calendar, he was in the team of the week. Uh, and he actually did pretty good for, for Inter-Miami. Um, so I'm not going to discount on that. Uh, I think Damian Lowe is, I'll be honest with you, subpar. I saw him when he played against Peru in a friendly. He was garbage completely garbage uh i don't know so much about sailor i know sailor moon right but i don't know about sailor and then um mcveigh i know timothy but um you know and um but you know there are chances for orlando to definitely capitalize uh, with this back line this back four uh now everything the soccer is going to come from the right side, in my opinion, because you have a player like DeAndre Yedlin, uh, Mota, and you have Vasilev. And all three of them are actually pretty good with the ball. Control dribbling, change of pace. And, you know, you know now in this system, you see Gregor more as a, as a, you know, he moves more to the center. But in this case, he's on the left, right, uh, with Lasseter which also scored. He's very fast. Um, and then Leonardo Campana. Now, Orlando has the tools to defeat this team, just like a Dave, you know, Dave said. Orlando has all the players and all the right spots. They're the better team, in my opinion. Mano a mano, they are the better team. Now, bragging rights, which what Dave was mentioning also and what Paulo was saying, for sure, show up, show up. Let's let's try to get a good crowd for this game. And let's not just pack it when Orlando's in the final for the US Open Cup. You know, let's 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 show, you know, let's not because it, it, it is true. They're gonna start talking, they're gonna start saying, Hey, you know, you couldn't even pack your stadium, right? You can't even, you know, blah blah blah. Messi's coming here. 
you know, <laughs> um, they're setting um, the ground for those players to apparently come in into this team, right? To Messi, Luis Suarez, there's so many players. Um, okay, right? I, I, we don't know if that's true or not yet. It's not confirmed. Some, some, some people said that it is, that he bought 35% of shares of Inter Miami, and he's going to sign a contract in August. This is from DirecTV, and uh, I think it's um, in Argentina. They are um, they said that, so I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it, it's cooking. But Orla Florida's purple, right? We have a tracking record of defeating this team, a very good one. Let's make it happen again. Get the three points, await a rival. Right, we're gonna have to face also potentially NYCFC, and we, we potentially have to face NYCFC. Tati Castellano seems that like he's gonna be leaving the league very soon, and uh, you know, those are two games that are very important for Orlando City, right? Uh, facing Inter and facing NYCFC. So I think uh, it's gonna be a good game. I think Orlando could definitely win by a margin of two. Um, they have everything, and if they don't, then that's something we'll have to come and talk about <laughs> next week because um, Orlando Mano Mano is better, completely. No, absolutely, Luis. And um, I feel that Oscar Pare has a better manager. Oscar Pare sure. has took this team 100%. from being the laughing stock of this league, a doormat. A lot of people say, "Oh, well, you know, Cincinnati's bad," and you know, I mean, you can see. What a good manager can do for a team. Look at where Cincinnati is today. And at the beginning, I mean, they defeated us. Let's just be honest with that. Um, so fact is that I don't think Inter-Miami can handle the type of uh, football that we play. Uh, defensively, we're solid. I've seen the uh, a couple of their games. They uh they are they're in Orlando City 2019. That's 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 how I see them. They have their their they have their moments, uh, but when the, the rubber meets the road in a game where you are not the favorite away from home, uh with a very aggressive because I know the wall is not gonna let out. Oh yeah, it's not gonna, gonna take it easy on these guys. Those guys, are you know, be... this is uh, it's, it's a win or go home. I we haven't seen them in a situation like this. Like I said, they never made playoffs. I don't care what they tell you that 2020 playing that was not a playoff game. So they never made they have never made playoffs. Let's let's start with that. And number one and number two, the two games in Open Cup they have played they have played against completely inferior. Uh, opposition. I mean, the game against Tormenta was, I mean, friends, it's a third division team, okay? With guys, the guys that, uh, that, that, guys that can't even play championship. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And no disrespect for the, no disrespect, respect to them. I know Tormenta has their following and they're a good team in that level, that league. But the, the reality is, is that uh, we have guys in OCB that, that will smoke that team right now. And, uh, you know, Miami win, and they, they are chest-beating themselves. Um, but, you know, so they, they're, they're here by default. What I want from Orlando City, 
I want us to play like we have played the last two games, the Philly game and uh, the Austin game. Just because uh, Joe Dickerson decided to be a clown does not take away our our efforts. We play 60 games of beautiful football. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. 60 minutes of beautiful football. If we can do that uh, on Wednesday, then my friends, we can move on. Um, and like you know, like I, I want to regenerate this again. We cannot be demanding from our club what we're not willing to give. Just like Paola said, just like Luis, you know, Luis is gonna, Luis is coming from from Tampa. Paola has to wake up seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I I I have I have to be up uh, before I have to be at my first call of the morning before seven a.m. because I have a surgical equipment that I gotta work on before they start surgeries for the day. And I'm going to show up just as tired, just as exhausted as hopefully the 10, 15,000 people that should be there on a Wednesday night. Because, you know, you can demand from your club, let's go win, let's go, let's go lift trophies if we're not willing to show up and support our team with our mouths, with our hands, with our butts in seats. And with our wallets, we can't do that. We can't do that, my oh, friend. No, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, let's make it happen, guys. I mean, come on. Um, it's it's a derby. It's a sunshine derby. So let's let's make it happen. You know, Florida's purple, right, Paula? We we show it a little bit for the rowdies, right? For the rowdies right. game. That sure. was a preview. That was a a little preview. Let's show it against Miami. Let's uh, read some comments here before um, we'll keep talking about the U.S. Open Cup coming up. Colin Garvey, Robert Robinson won't be available for our match with Miami because he got into a fight with a Tormenta player. Oh, wow. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. They tackled him. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. Good news. Good news. Um, interesting player, too. And uh, actually, Tormenta, you know who started his career in Tormenta? Um, you know, Vasilev, the Bulgarian-American. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. Well, Nicolás Hernández, de Uruguay, arriba el Orlando y Facu Torres. Un saludo. Así mismo. Nicolás Hernández. Sí, se, se perdió un. Mira, si metió un gol Facundo ese, <sighs> contra Austin. Ay, Lo va a meter ay, el miércoles. Ay, mamita. Ay, mamita. <laughs> a ver, eh, Ahmed Selim. Yes, that foul on Jensen was a joke. Yeah, yeah. That, we read that coming. But, you know, if we focus on the US Open Cup here, um, New York's going to face uh, Charlotte FC, right? Um, and, you know, I think Charlotte would probably go through, in my opinion. Can you uh, imagine? Can Charlotte win that game? You I never mean, know. I, I, Magic I mean, of the cup. <laughs> I mean, they have, I mean, not to, not, I mean, not to say anything, you know, they have the players, but the players have been so, so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I thought I expected more out of Charlotte with it with the midfield that they have, and they have not definitely played at that at that level that they should have. And then uh, New York City FC is going to play New England Revolution. I see for some reason, and I wish I could get uh, get it get it right. Hopefully, I see the Revs for some reason pulling through out of this one. Uh, it will, it's Bruce Arena coaching for his job, in my opinion. If we, if they are out of, a lot of people are like they they discount this, but they are not playing at their level, and uh, this is just gonna put another nail in the coffin. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Luis, but I think uh, Bruce Arena is coaching for his job at this moment, so they 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 might throw 
everything but the kitchen sink. If I'm if I'm the the ownership of Orlando City and if Gustavo Bo wants to leave, hey hey, ven aquí, ven aquí. You know, honestly, like uh, with Kara and and Pato and him up there, ay ay ay, not even Messi. Uh, I'm telling you. Then Orlando against Miami. I think Orlando has a huge chance to go through. Um, better team, in my opinion. And this is completely unbiased. And then Louisville against Nashville. You know, I mean, L Louisville against Nashville. Uh, Nashville obviously is a better team. I don't know if Nashville is going to take this tournament serious, to be honest with you. Uh, I have my doubts. It would be beautiful for Louisville to go through based on the history amongst Orlando and Louisville. I think, you know, and, and I know that Louisville now, they're like partners of the Rowdies and they take pictures together and then they do cookouts and all that good stuff. Fine. But I think there's a history behind both clubs, right, Dave? No, absolutely. Uh, to remind everybody, they inherited our spot uh, in USL. We shared uh, minority ownership. They were purple because of us. They were our affiliate in uh, 2015. Uh, James O'Connor went to play there. Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of attachment to Louisville. Personally, um, I see them. I see them as part of the family. Um, they are a very, very, very good team. Uh, they have gone in. They have gone deep in runs uh, in the Open Cup before. Uh, this is, believe it or not, this is this is a, a derby right here. Nashville and Louisville. When uh, Nashville was in USL, they duke it out very, very good. Uh, there's a lot of uh, unsettled uh, situations between these two clubs, and uh, Louisville always got the best out of Nashville. Now that the tables have turned, where Nashville has the better quality players, we may we may see a war. And this is at Louisville, and those guys are gonna pack that stadium. Believe that. I I agree. I I honestly wish Louisville will go through. I would love to face Louisville um, next. I think Nashville is sixth in the West. I believe if Nashville would have never moved out of the East, and this is completely unbiased, it would probably be top of the table right now uh, because they have everything and they've done everything right. And not to say anything against Nashville, they have a great team. They're six in the West. Well, all the people, you know, all the teams with the, with the most money and the most, you know, the most name recogni recognizable players, uh, they're actually duking it out in the West. But I would love to see, you know, the David versus Goliath and then Lou will go through and then we will have to face him in the quarterfinal if we go through. And I think it would be great. Um, you know, we already faced the, the Austin FC, right, which the Austin Aztecs and all that good stuff story. And then now we'll, you know, we could face Louisville, right? Another chapter of Orlando City story that we can maybe close and then get to a semifinal spot. Right, which more than likely we could potentially be facing NYCFC or New England Revolution, in my opinion, uh, which are the better teams out of New York and and Charlotte, to be to be honest with you. So, I mean, just just take a look at what's on stake, right? I think uh, it's good to 
definitely dream and, and think that this is attainable. Uh, we're going to have to go through either one of those tough teams to, to get the cup. So, and it's a CCL spot, right, Dave? And 300,000 bucks. That's it. $300,000. That's a lot of money. That, we can that, get Paolo that. Guerrero with that money. Paolo Guerrero is without a team. Hey, uh, listen, I, I grab that $300,000 and I go shopping. The, 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 the European window opens. Uh, what is it? July? The first week of July, Luis, I think that's when, when, it, when, when it happens. So listen, and, and we are at the end of May. We're four weeks away from that. I can already tell you uh, my my teams overseas are already shopping around. So, listen, there's there's going to be a lot of good players out there. We need that money. But better, better, more than that, we need to lift that sweet, sweet trophy in our yeah, stadium. Definitely. Paul, um, what are your thoughts uh, about what could be next for, for Orlando City uh, moving up in the Open Cup, hopefully? I would like to see uh, that lift of that cup. I've never seen Orlando lifting a trophy. So I would love to see that. I know in the in the other phase of the tournament is going to be interesting too because it's LAFC against LA Galaxy. So that's going to be interesting too. Um, but talking about um, Orlando and us, you know, Orlando. Um Louisville, Nashville. Um, obviously, I'm rooting for Louisville, not Nashville, but that's gonna be tough. Yeah. And um, in the top, do you really think that New England is gonna is gonna <clears throat> win against Rebels? I mean, they gotta. I mean, like Dave said, you know, they they kind of have to. You know, uh, they have nothing going on in New England this year. That's sure. true. So, so let's see. But um, like like we said, and I'm gonna keep repeating myself. Let's show on Wednesday. We need to show up. We already showed up for the rowdies, and that was a preview. And I love the atmosphere because that the, that wall never show shut up. Yeah, and it was great. It was, it was great. It was great. I loved it. So I want to see that on Wednesday, but even like more annoying for those Miami players. Yeah. So how, how sweet it would be to go on Wednesday, win categorically, you know, margin of two plus goals, right? With the stadium full, 15,000, 20,000 people, right? Screaming in and out on a Wednesday night. And then Orlando will definitely put that ATX game in the past, completely in the past. Like it never existed. And I think the players deserve that. Oscar deserves that. The fans deserve mm -hmm. that. Um, and, you know, the resilience they showed uh, playing down nine men. Um, Dave, final final comments. Yeah, you, absolutely. Um, for, for OCB before we close. Yes, absolutely. Uh, OCB, this uh, just uh, as, a, as a snack here. An introduction to what is going to happen on Wednesday. Uh, OCB defeated um, um, Inter Miami two at here in Kissimmee. OCB uh, six nil, a complete beatdown. Uh, Jacqueline with hat uh, uh, trick, Wilfredo Rivera with a beautiful goal, Moisés Tablante with a beautiful goal, three assists, and uh, Hackenberg with another goal. Um, basically, Miami never got out of the airplane. That's simple as that. Uh, that's the type of beatdown. 
Uh, when we lost to them, I think it was like 2 nil or 3 nil, something like that, those fans were quick to post their result and, and tell us that our organization was trash. MIA, I haven't heard them. <laughs> They're completely quiet because they know, because they know, and, and, and you know that's that's what these people do. They they stay quiet. If they win, then they're, they're all out. If they lose, well, you know, no harm, no foul. Listen, I'm gonna talk trash about my team before I get the result. That's what real men do. So if we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. But everything says otherwise. Also, Ian Silva from OCB and Wilfredo Rivera from the first team. I've been called off to Puerto Rico for the CONCACAF League of Nations. Uh, Congratulations. And they are, yes. Amazing. And they're going to be playing at uh, Georgetown in the Cayman Islands uh, June 9th. And then they're going to be playing at home June 12th uh, in the city of Maya West against the British Virgin Islands. And last, Gaston Gonzalez has been continuing his rehab in Buenos Aires with uh, Matt Ramirez, uh, OC athletic trainer who basically is living in the ho same hotel as him and they're working every day. And the idea is to get him up to speed in order for him to come to Orlando. So right now they just want to make sure that his leg is good enough for the travel. And that uh, once he comes to Orlando, they're going to go in, uh, the, he's going to transfer uh, into the intensive rehab that they're going to be doing at RMC. One of the one of the uh, things that they worked up on the uh, on the uh, the restructuring of the uh, contract that they had was that Orlando was going to uh, pay for the surgery. They were going to pay for the rehab and all that. They want to do it here because uh, they feel confident that uh, uh, the United States is the best place for him. So right now the goal is uh, June or July for him to be flying to the United States. So right now. Uh, Matt, uh, which, you know, this is a great steward of our club. Matt is in Argentina away from his family for, for weeks. And uh, not, not everybody can, can do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but um, Gaston looks very good. The swelling on his leg has gone down. Um, and, uh, you know, it looks just like a regular knee, you know. So that's, that's fantastic. So, again, the goal is to get him uh, in enough – of a condition so he can travel to the United States and continue his rehab and obviously hit the pitch uh, starting next year, which uh, we all hope that he can do uh, and uh, and do that. And uh, this Saturday, which we haven't talked about, <laughs> uh, Orlando City is going to be facing Dallas 7.30 um, at Exploria. If you're going to show up on Wednesday, please show up on Saturday. Obviously, we're running out of time to talk about this, but uh, it's going to be a very uphill battle because uh, obviously we're going to be out uh, without the services of uh, Cesar Araujo and uh, Rodrigo Schlegel. So we're probably going to see uh, Thomas uh, there pairing up with the Viking. And uh, you guys will forgive me. I don't have any information on the latest games for Dallas, but I believe uh, they lost the, their last game. They don't do well as an away team. So if we if we go with that mojo, and uh, from Wednesday we can pull it off and uh, perhaps uh, get something out of this game. They lost. Uh, they lost. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's gonna be a tough game against Dallas for sure. I mean, a good team. I mean, David Ferreira playing at such high level. Um, 
Ferreira playing at such high level. There's a lot of good players there. But, you know, Orlando has already proven that they can face anybody. No, no problem. I want to, you know, before we close and give the, you know, for the final comments, uh, Orlando probably lost uh, 4 to 2 against the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, I want to, um, you know, give kudos to Amy Turner and um, to me, one of the best players up front uh, right now in Orlando Pride, which is Leah Pruitt. What a player. And, uh, you know, Orlando lost uh, Exploria. Uh, you know, I expected a little less in Chicago. It surprised me how they were playing. A phenomenal game from Kerry Lawrence again. Um, there was just a lot of miscommunications um, in, the, in the mid um, that enabled a lot of the turnovers, enabled uh, Chicago to just come attack nonstop. And, uh, you know, uh, you give a team so much, so many options is going to, is going to bite you back. Right. So um, hopefully they're able to move forward. Uh, but, you know, I do praise that they got two goals um, out of the four, um, you know, again, Leah Pruitt with, with, a, with a great goal and Amy Turner also, with a great header. So um, Orlando Pride definitely is, uh, you know, still in the standings trying to, you know, get up there, um, you know, with a team that is completely brand new. They're fifth right now in the NWSL standings. They're right below um, there. They have the same points as the Houston Dash, which is four, you know, so, you know, they're getting up there, right? Uh, San Diego Wave and Angel City uh, sit pretty much in the first and second spot. And then it's a toss-up between fifth and third. So Orlando has an opportunity to, you know, reclaim uh, the, their winning ways against Washington Spirit on Friday, May the 27th at 7 o'clock at Explorer Stadium. So support the pride as well. And also I want to say uh, before we, I give the mic to, to Paola to, to say good, you know, the goodbyes, Victor Jan, parabéns, irmão, parabéns. What a great goal of uh, former Santos, uh, Victor Ian, for sure. Um, doing really good. Nisar Mendes needs to score too. So hopefully he gets to do some next OCB game. Uh, Paula, last comments just to close uh, the show today. Um, nothing. Let's show on Wednesday. Let's show on Saturday. Gonna be there as well. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe to this channel and share this podcast. And let's see how it goes on Wednesday. I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I'm going to be annoying next Monday. So let's see. Let's see how it goes. David, last last rights. What did you want to say? <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, just remind everybody, uh, the legendary David, my channel, uh, vlogging. Obviously, I'll be vlogging about um, the game on Wednesday. Reminding everybody, there's really no recaps, so this is uh, the only opportunity. If you can't make it and you would like to revisit the game, this are the only opportunity. Uh, so please share, you know, share my content, give me a thumbs up, all that good stuff. And uh, um, Paola is helping me out with Tiro Esquina on Thursday nights, which I appreciate a lot since my usual content. Uh, uh, creators uh, are unavailable, so I appreciate that. So if you want to hear us in another language, talking about the same topics with the same opinions, because they're not going to change in three days, um, <laughs> podcast. thank you. <laughs> I know, I know. Thank you, guys. Uh, this is Loud and Proud Orlando. Subscribe to our channel, YouTube channel. Click on the notification bell for all notifications. We're also live on Facebook. 
Uh, we also have a group called the Orlando City Informed Discussion Group, as well as the uh, Orlando Pride Informed Discussion Group. Uh, subscribe to those uh, groups as well. Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, vamos Orlando, right, guys? Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. <laughs> Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.